Okay, Be'ez HaShem, I want to go into now the union of the Bedikas Chomets, especially because I know there's a lot of people listening who've never made Pesach before, they've never done their own real Bedikas Chomets, and they get nervous, well, how much do we have to check, how long does it have to take? So I want to give a little bit of a Hagdoma into this whole business of this Bedikas Chomets business. There are really two important mitzvahs, one Daraisa, one Durabonon, that we have to do before Pesach. One is the mitzvah of Hashbosat's Chomets, which we'll get to, and one is the mitzvah of Bedikas Chomets. So, Hashbosas Chomets means, basically what I think more now, it's uh, more famously known as Tashbitsu. Tashbitsu means, the Torah tells us, Ach tashbitsu that on the first day, meaning it's Erev, you can get rid of a null, literally, all of the bread. And that's what we're going over here. That's what we're talking about. The mitzvah of Tashbitsu means... Um, in fact, uh, Targum Unklus, for example, translates the word... Tashbisu to vatlun, you should annul. So it's interesting. That's that's how he learns it to be. But basically, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get rid of it. And the question is really: Is this mitzvah of tashbisu active, or is it passive? In other words, is it something that I have to actually practically do? For example, there's a shaila in the chinuch. What if a person hasn't got any chomets? He got rid of everything. Erev Pesach, Yud Dalit Nisan comes along. He doesn't own a morsel of chomets but he wants to become this mitzvah. Is it enough that he just sits back and relaxes and says, well, I don't have any chomets because I already previously got rid of it? Or is there an Indian to buy chomets in order to get rid of it? That's a shayla ready in the chinuch. Is it a, what we call a kumva'ase, an active, you know, proactive doing, disposal, destructing of the chomets? Or is it passive, a shavol as long as I don't own it, then I'm good enough. So, it's a, it's a major machloikis in the postkum. I don't know of any real actual um, acceptance amongst the poskim when it comes to this thing, but Lemaisa, many are machme, and they actually want to do an active disposal of the chomets on on um, Yodalad, and that's why Bedikas Chomets comes around that way. We always have a little bit of Chomets to put aside, especially for the ten pieces, which we'll get to, in order to become this mitzvah. Now, generally, um, how we generally do it, how we paskin, even though it's a machikas in the Gemara, is we try to burn it. Uh, nowadays, I know, especially now with the corona situation going on, uh, I know Rabbi Chaim and others have paskin that a person shouldn't go themselves, they should do it through a shliach, so I don't want to get involved in how a person gets rid of it, but, you know, the best thing is to burn it. If we cannot burn it, obviously, get rid of it in any other way of doing it. Now, there are three ways of being Mekayim, this mitzvah. One is through Bittal, which we'll get to, disowning it. The other one is through the Mechira, which we spoke about already, which we already said when you sell the Chomets, according to many, you've been yoked to the mitzvah of Tashbisu because you've got rid of it, even if it's not rid of it in the world, but you've got rid of it from your Rishos by selling it to a Goy. And the third one is Bia, which is literally uh, burning it or throwing it into a river or even scattering it in the wind, which you could do. So, the first two steps, which is the Mechir and the Bittal, uh, gets you away from, you know, the Issa of owning Chomets, as we said. But uh, beer is when a person really gets rid of and destroys the Chomets in that way. So, it's interesting, the Mishnah um, Brewer brings down, in the beginning of Simon Tov Lamar Aleph, when he talks about Badikas Chomets, he says it's interesting, we do both. We do Badikas Chomets and we do beer Chomets as well. And we do Bittal. And we do bittle, right? We all know that twice, on both on Yudalad by night and Yudalad by day, after burning the Chomets, we say the Loshna of Kol Chamira, which is in Aramaic, but it's very important for a person to understand what he's saying. Kol Chamira basically is, I'm getting up and I'm saying that any Chomets that I may own 
is like the Afra, the Ara, it's mamish, like the, the dust of the land. It is not mine, it's nothing. I'm being mavatle, I'm being mafkare, it's gone, it's not me, it's nothing. No shaykhahs to it, no connection to it whatsoever. It's important that you understand what you're saying. It's a real declaration, it's not a joke. Now, minha Torah, that's enough. If you get up Ere Pesach, and you don't even search your house for chametz, and you don't even clean your house, and you say, kol chamira, I'm being mavatle, any chametz that could be here, minha Torah, that's good enough. Because any chomets that might be in your house is not yours anymore. And if it's not yours, you're not over. Says the Chobetz Chaim in the Mishabrosi Cotton Base, there's two problems. Problem number one is it's all Tolyan Machshava. Let's say a person has a tremendous whiskey collection. Or let's say in the freezer he's got, you know, 25 chalas for the next 25 Shabbosim. When he says kol chamira, is he really saying it belayv shalim? Is he really meaning it? Mamish, every one of those whiskies is bottled. Mamish, not mine. I'm not interested. Yeah, you are totally interested in that whiskey. And you're totally interested in that bread in your freezer because you're not going to have to now bake for the next 25 weeks. So Chazal were worried you're not going to say it belayv shalim. And that's the reason why they instituted also to do Badika's Chomets and get rid of the Chomets. Another reason the Mishabura says is because we're worried that a person is so rogel, is so normal to have Chomets in his house and eat it during the year, like Bodlmine. Therefore, Chazal were worried that, true, you did a bittle, but you may come to eat it, and that's a problem. It's true, maybe you weren't owning it, but you ate it. No one says on Pesach, you're allowed to eat hummus that does not belong to you. Obviously not. Therefore, even if it doesn't belong to you, it's us. And therefore, Hazel, we're worried that who knows what you may pick up. Therefore, they instituted both. And that's what we do. We start with the mitzvah of Badika's hummus, and we move on to the mitzvah of Bittel, and we do both of them. Okay? So basically, the halacha is like this, without going to all the details. Anyone that's learned at the beginning of the Masakh of Sochem knows this very, very well. Most people that start learning Hilkos Pesach, start learning Pedikas Chomet, they give up somewhere along the lines after that. So at least people know these halachas. But we know that the din is, it's immediately on the beginning of Yud Dalad Nisan, that's the 14th of Nisan, that's era of Pesach by night. That's the night before, it's 24 hours before Seder night. We do the mitzvah of Pedikas Chomet immediately. That's by nacht, right? Most of us, Baruch Hashem, are following the rules, and therefore we're davening at home. So we should be davening Mariv at home. If that's the case, we have a marriage immediately upon Nacht, and immediately after that, without any messing around, you do Badika's Chomet, there's even a Shari, you're not even allowed to eat, or do anything uh, in between, because you may forget to do the Mitzvah, and therefore immediately after Marv, you start doing the reason we do it at night, and not at day, even though some people say, well, at day I could see much better, so Mishabur already brings it down by Etzim and Gemara, that by night we use a candle, as we know, that's what the Gemara, that's what the Mishnah already says, we use a lamp, Right, and there in the in the mission, it does not mean a candle; it means a lamp, as you know from those who are doing dafiyomi from a sectors from a sector shabbos likin that it does not mean a candle; it means a lamp. But through the light of the of the lamp, or for nowadays we'll call it a candle, it a person can actually get into the nooks and crannies of his houses much more than during the day, and that's why we dafka do it by night using a candle. So therefore we do the mitzvah of Badika's Chomets and we check in any place, as the Shulchan Aruch says, Any place that you may have brought in Chomets as the Mishnah as Lavdavka, any place, 
even if it's not the derech to bring in chometz, but it's a place that you use with chometz. In other you generally don't bring chometz into your bathroom. But let's say, for example, you know the kids very often, while they're holding their pita bed or their sandwich, go, go to the bathroom in that case, you know, to get a tissue. You know, you know that happens in your house. If that normally happens in your house, then you will have to go and give a quick look in that place. But generally, in a place that you're not worried, you're not worried about that. A, a, a car. You don't generally bring chometz in your car, but if you know that the kids very often do eat sandwiches in the car, so then that's going to be included, and therefore you'll have to do a bedikas chometz in that case. I'm not going to go into now the Indian of who's high in bedikas chometz, because I think this year it's a lot less complicated than most years, because most people or in their own homes, we haven't got any hotel shilas generally this year, or do you have a chiva b'dikas chomets in a hotel, a guest, like a member of a family, I'm not going to go into that also now, it's not such a negea, although the one thing is, is for, you know, children who are in their parents, or parents-in-law house for that matter, what's the din, so without going into details, everyone should ask their own rov, but there are many poskim that hold that it's, it's basically yours, because your parents are giving it to you, and therefore, if it's your own private place, um, then generally it could be that you have a chiyav b'dik on that place. It could be, you could be yotzer with the bracha, when that's pashas, you, know, you should be, you should be yotzer with the bracha of the balabayas, and then do your own b'dik in your own house. The general halacha is, if they're giving you a room that they're not going kick to you, kick you out of, that is your room, and they're not even going to go in there, there's nothing that belongs to balabayas there, everything belongs to you, so then it could be that you have a chiyav b'dik, but if that's not the case, then it could be then it's just included in the balabayas' b'dik, that he should be a room, or at least ask him to make a shlirach, are those that say that you should be kind of the room, you should buy the room, you know, take a dollar, take a pound, and buy it from your father or father-in-law, and then do your own badika because you've been soicher it, you've rented it, according to some, that's the halacha. But again, those halachas already are complicated, that one, I don't think in this framework we're going to discuss. I just want to go through the general badikas chomets for people that have never done it before, and those that have done it before, just a quick hazara for those things. Now, you have to remember this is a serious thing, it's not only, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a dura bonon, because, for example, that someone who doesn't do bitl or mechira, it's, it's a mitzvah deraisa to do bedika, but generally, since we do the other things, uh, it's going to be a dura bonon. Um, that's why, for example, Shulchanan says, if you're learning, you absolutely have to stop learning. Uh, and if, if you're eating, you have to stop eating in order to make this mitzvah, because be'etzim it's a deraisa, like any other deraisa, like Krishna, that a person has to stop at the time that arrives. Now, basically, I would say like this, most of our Badika's comments are done before Erev Pesach. In other words, most of the cleaning, the general Pesach cleaning, not the spring cleaning, I'm not discussing that, it's not Nagea. We're talking about the actual Pesach cleaning of opening the drawer, you know, of the chomets that you have in your house and you've got in the kitchen, you've got rid of all the chomets, you hoovered it up and you've given it a little bit of a wipe. So there's generally no chomets there. So basically what comes out over here is, um, and the Ramah brings this down already, that a person should do most of the Pesach cleaning in advance. Don't leave it to the night of the 14th. And the reason is because it's going to take too long and it's impractical for a person to do that and again those are the times of the Ramon nowadays it's much much easier for us to go and give a quick look I'm not going to say a time of how long it should take but I don't imagine it should take more than about a half an hour to do the whole Badika's comments, even if, even if you have a big house, right? House or an apartment for sure should even take less than that. Again, you could take longer than these things, but it shouldn't, a person shouldn't go crazy. What you're looking for basically is just to make sure that nothing was left over, that there's nothing was forgotten. You're opening up all the drawers, you're checking up all the cupboards, you're giving a quick, you know, look around here, around there to make sure 
that everything was done um, and, and done properly in that way. And you're searching by candlelight. Uh, you're not using a multi-wick candle. You're not using an avuka, what we call a torch, right? Using a single candle in that way. Most posts come old anyway that you can use nowadays a flashlight. Some people like to start with their R because that's what it says in the Mishnah. And then they move on to a flashlight because a flashlight can even be better nowadays because it can be directed into certain cracks and crevices and therefore maybe, maybe even more effective. But again, there are many posts come of Moshe and others that held the minig is a candle, we use a candle. We're looking for places, we're looking for wafers and biscuits, pretzels. We're looking in, for example, uh, toy, toy, you know, toy areas where the kids in the last couple of days may have put things that after being cleaned, you never know what could have been put in there. Look, make, make sure, and this is one thing that people often forget, is under the buggy, under the stroller, in the children's bags that they use for their gun, for use for their school. You never know, maybe you forgot to check all these things. Again, if you know they were checked beforehand, you don't have to check again. You do not have to check behind the fridges and all these sorts of things because, like we said last time, we don't have to worry about those things. You open up the fridge and freezer, maybe give a moment to look under the table. You know, all of these sorts of places that you never know what could happen. You don't have to start scrubbing and straight scraping. You start giving a look to make sure that every place basically had its badika done in that way. After the badika, um, and maybe we'll just mention this now, there's a minig, as we know, that comes from the maril already, on the Rishonim, to put 10 pieces that are less than a kazayas, either chop up yourself a piece of pita bread into a small piece. The kazayas generally is about three quarters of a rugaloch. So a piece that's less than that. The reason we do that is just in case chas v'shalom. You forget one of those pieces, you can't find them, you're not going to be over in the daraisa because it's less than a kazayas. So there are a few reasons. Now, reason number one to do it is a brocha levatola, because if you don't find chomets and you made a brocha on the bedika, which also goes on the, on the beer that they're going to do the next morning of throwing it into the fire, but you're worried if you don't find anything, it's a bochel of atola. Number two, it reminds you to do bittle as well. And also, number three, it also, it gets, you know, it ensures more of a search that people do. It's not a joke, right? But Dikas Chomis is not a joke. It's a, it is a serious thing. True, we know Baruch Hashem, Nashem Tzitkonius, our wives generally did clean the house well. Hopefully, Baruch Hashem, now we're all stuck in the homes. We also do our fair share of helping as well. So we pretty much know that our house is, you know, clean of Chomets on Yud Dalad Nisan. But Akoponim, it is a serious thing. In fact, once you've made the bracha until after the bedikah is finished, you're not allowed to talk as well. It's a very serious thing. It's a very important thing that a person do, especially if you've got kids in the house. It's, an, it's a wonderful opportunity to machanach the children. Don't make it into a joke. It's a serious thing. We're looking for chomets. And you know, there are stories of people that found chomets. I myself have found, you know, oh my gosh, I never realized that small little bottle of whiskey was stuck in the bottom, you know, the back of the cupboard or something. You know, you never thought about it. You're checking for chomets. You're checking for chomets. No, you're checking for anything that could be chomets, including the other things that we mentioned in the previous shurim that could be no for that and that's why we put out the 10 pieces and we collect them in and then straight after the badika on yud dalad we say kol chamira obviously excluding any chomets that could be put in a corner that I need for tomorrow morning, which is Erev Yontuf on Yuddalad by day. I want to have some cereal. I want the kids to have that last pita bread, whatever it may be. Obviously making sure that you keep it into one corner. So you say kol chamira, and that happens to everything excluding that chomets you leave over. The next morning, right, according to this man that everyone has in the world, wherever they are, you look up this man making sure very carefully that you have put everything in the corner, you eat your cereal, you eat whatever chomets you are eating, and then make sure you take everything, put it away, including the 10 pieces, and according to Minig, the feather, and the candle, and the um, the spoon as well, which is the Minig, 
and then you put it all in the fire. Again, whether you do it yourself in your own fire, making sure obviously it's a safe situation, or you send the shliach to put it outside in the general fire, or if you've got no other etzer, you throw it into the yam, down the toilet, or uh, just spread it in the air. That's also another etzer you could do nowadays for people that cannot do it into a fire for whatever reason. I'm sure there are people listening that cannot make a fire. You could do it any other way. It's absolutely fine. You're so yaitza. And then you say kol chamira. Again, understand what you're saying. The Mishaburah highlights this importance of, of understanding kol chamira in a very big way. It's a real thing. And, and it's a real, you know, you want to make sure. If you own chametz, you want to get rid of it. You don't want it to belong to you. And that's very, very important to make sure of these things that people are doing. Going back just for a moment, when it comes to, um, you know, chomets and other things, I just want to mention, uh, there is a Shiloh in the Poiskim about cushing your teeth uh, after the Zman, meaning after you've done your Badikas chomets and your Bir chomets of cushing your teeth. Now, obviously, we know that natural teeth are not absorbent, but Primagodim tells us that clearly in Topham Zayn and Echus Pesach, that you don't have to cush your regular teeth. But the, the problem comes in if someone has fillings, or someone has implants, someone has cavities, all these things, braces, bite plates, all these things. It's a shy of whether or not, first of all, you've got to clean these things very, 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 very well. It's important a person that has a brace, or a person has bite plates, or something similar to that, things that are stuck on his teeth, it's important, very, very important for a person to clean them extremely well before Pesach, because we don't want Chas in these things to have chomets inside them and then to get dislodged on Pesach. But the question is, if you have false teeth or you have other things like that, do they absorb? According to many, they actually do without going to all the details. There are many that hold that you have to kasha these things before. Oh my gosh, what does that mean? I have to dip my head into a a bubbling pot of water but it means and again these according to the machmirim is to drink a cup of hot water as hot as you would drink a tea obviously being very careful that you're not burning yourself it's a chumra ba'alma I'm not going to go into now why this applies especially if you're eating you know we do eat hot homets and therefore these things could theoretically be absorbent the mice the most posts can hold they do not absorb and therefore you don't have to worry as long as you clean your teeth very well making sure there are no pieces of homets after this man of meaning before this man, after Badika's Chomets and Bir Chomets, giving yourself, giving a good brush of the teeth, making sure there's no Chomets there, you don't generally have to worry about anything else. But again, there are those that are Machmeh in the situation. And the only reason I'm telling you this is not that you should be Machmeh, but you should at least understand someone that does it, not to think that he's totally crazy and lost the plot and been in quarantine for way too long, but rather there are Machmehs for this and there is a reason for that. And again, I'm not saying you should do that. Everyone should ask the local Orthodox rabbi and most posts can hold you do not have to do it. But just to tell you that there is a thing. I will tell you something else just because it's fun talking about the different Chomers. Because, you know, when it comes to the rest of the year, people don't, don't like Chomers and no one likes Chomers and I don't like hummus. But when it comes to Pesach, you know, hummus are hummus, and the, the, the Shulchan Al-Harab brings from the Arizal that, you know, there cannot be no shortage of hummus when it comes to Pesach. We don't generally take on hummus, but again, I like to say them simply because there are people that have them, so it's good to know that such things do exist. For example, Reach, smelling. Are you allowed to smell hot chomets on Pesach? Are you allowed to smell hot chomets? It's geschmack, right? I remember my kids, we once took a walk, it's not a gear this year, unfortunately, but we took a walk to the coastal. You walk through the old city and you've got these, you know, these Arabs who are baking these like long sort of bagel things, right? You've ever seen that when you walk down to the coastal? I don't know what they're called in Arabic, but you know, they're, they're, it's a geschmacker smell. I remember we were walking past and one of the, you know, the Arabs come out, it was Cholomot Pesach, and the Arabs come out and he's like, mm, give it a smell, right? And my kids are like, Pesach. Goy Chomets. So it's interesting that Prichodosh brings that it's actually also to have Hanor from smelling hot Chomets even of a Goy. To go past the bakery and go, oh, that's so Gishmak. So the Prichodosh said it's also 
The Be'alochah, the Chofetz Chaim, brings the Chemed Moshe. He says, I'm not sure if that's really called a type of Hanor. Again, without going into all the Mar Mekoymas, um, Lemaisa, Alochah, Lemaisa, to do a Pu'ula, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman said, a Pu'ula, breathing in the smell, that you shouldn't do. But stump to smell it with no Kavona, then there's no problem whatsoever. That's absolutely fine. In fact, the place can bring down that you're allowed to even look at Chomets that does not belong to you. The Rambam of Furish says this, Avalata Roya Shalachem, you are allowed to see that. There is a meaning, by the way, brought down in the Mishnah Siakov, right? In Arachayim Simatofnon Vov, for those people that want to look this up. And that is not to say the word Chomets the whole Pesach, because if the kids hear it, they may ask for it. The Fiza people don't make pizza, pasta, and busily. In fact, someone just asked me last night, you know, what's the den of all these, you know, kosher kosher of a Pesach pizzas, kosher of a Pesach pasta, all these busilies and all these things. So make din is absolutely no shyly, right? Mufurisha Mishnah I'm sorry, Gemara in Chulin, that says that anything the Rabbanu Shem created that's Osa, there's always a way that Hashem will create them. For example, you're not allowed to eat blood, but you are allowed to eat liver. But you're not to eat bas of a chalav, but if you roast a chal, the udder of a cow, that is like eating bas of a chalav. So whatever the Rabbanu Shalom said is Osa, there's always a way that is... Uh, is going to be muta. So obviously, in all these things, as long as they've got a good haksha or muta. But again, that people have been hogim. Uh, Boba Vaminik, for example, not to say the word Baigel on Pesach. The Svadim don't eat Chumas. Some of them don't eat Chumas because it sounds like Chumas. You know, people have all sorts of things. I remember a guy calls me up once. I think this was Matzah Shabbos Hagodl. And it was just after Shabbos Agon, and he says to me, oh, I have a big problem. This, this guy was like a little a bit of a difference between, he was like a, a mix between a brisker and a chassidish guy, interesting guy. He calls me up, he says to me, oh, I've got a big problem, what's the problem? It's just after Shabbos Agon, we made a cholent, right, we used a disposable pan, because obviously, because it's you know, a couple of days before Pesach, so we don't use a regular pan. And I, it was barley, it was much chomets, you know, cholent, because it was, you know, it wasn't Pesach, so why not? And the smell of this trolling, Kinaina Hoga, the Gansanacht, everyone was smelling. It was beautiful, it was amazing. But I'm worried, we know the Gemara tells us in Psachim, Recha Milsahi, that the aroma of something is a Milsa. It's, it's something, it's, it's tangible, it's mamish something, it could actually usher something. I'm worried I ushered my entire house from the smell, from the aroma of this Chomets trolling. Can you imagine such a Shaila? I told him, stop worrying about it, chill out, enjoy yourself. Taira was given for a Gishmak. It was given for a beautiful situation, and that's what Pesach is, and that's how we should come into Pesach, and it's important again, and I stress this again, right? The sons of Rebbe once said that, you know, Chomets in your house is terrible on Pesach, but anger or pressure or any of these, you know, all these sorts of situations, even though, yes, we're in quarantine, yes, it's hard, yes, we're stuck at home, it's difficult, but this is worse than Chomets, and especially at this time, Badikas Chomets, Erev Pesach, all of these are times that can get a little bit pressurized, there's a lot to be done, there's a lot of work that has to be done, you know, we're preparing the Seder plate and the Seder table and everything that's going on, but as long as we could try, put on the music, make it Geschmack, show your children that Yontov is nice, it's Geschmack, it's beautiful, it's an opportunity that we can spend time together. It's an opportunity that we can get closer to Hashem. Mitzvahs are beautiful. They have great antennas. They can chop if mitzvahs are hard and boring and annoying and frustrating. And they will remember that forever. You don't want to impart that in your children. Here's an opportunity. It's Ere Pesach. Enjoy yourself. Make a gishmak. Make a simcha. Put on a smile. Make it a really enjoyable for them. That they'll always remember. Wow, remember that time with the corona business. Ere Pesach, we would start there. It was so Geschmack the family together. We were cleaning, we had the music on loud. It was wonderful. Make it enjoyable. I'm telling you, you'll have a yont of like this that you'll never have again. But Ezra Hashem, next time we'll start to go through some of the mitzvahs that are on a gate on Pesach itself. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.